Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, Him and I talk about everything that went on the last 24 hours in the WWE. Mickey James trending. You know, garbage bag gate. It's unbelievable how the world has changed in the WWE just days after a historical WrestleMania 37. Also, speaking of the WWE, formerly Big Kaz in the WWE, now Kaz XL joins us on the podcast and we also spar with our very own Justin Labar right now on the Busted Open Podcast. And I was saying to you last week, man, it's like here it is Friday. We're less than a week out from WrestleMania. And so much has changed in the world of the WWE. If you look at what's going on right now, and the WWE was trending all afternoon, all evening, and into this morning. Unfortunately, it's for all the wrong reasons, Mark, because... Mickey James on an Instagram video put out about how she got her personal belongings back from the WWE in a garbage bag. And then social media just went crazy and got to the point where Stephanie McMahon and Triple H both tweeted out that the person who had done that was let go. And then you hear from some other former WWE talent that, well, they got their personal belongings in a garbage bag. Two, and then I wake up this morning and Wrestling Inc. is reporting that the WWE has let go Senior Director of Talent Relations, Mark Carano. Man, big shakeup, Mark, in the world of the WWE. That's, that's a big, that's a big let off, man. That's a big let go. Um, it's a position where, you know, you're the in-between, the talent and the office mm-hmm. and the relationship with the office is always, you know, it's like your boss is your boss, but there's always the person that relays the message from the boss to the employees or the boss to the talent, if you will. And that was Mark Carano's role. We joked with, you know, with, Mark Carano having him come on the show and, you know, messing with him all the time. And there was a lot of people that had heat with Carano, but 
Carano had a hard job because he had to do what he was told. So a lot of times when people were mad at him for him relaying the message, it wasn't the message that he sent. It was the message that came from above him. Mm -hmm. And and that's unfortunate. And, you know, and obviously I, I, I did not have a relationship with Mark Carano, but you never want to see somebody that, has been with a certain company for a lengthy period of time. I never, you know, want to see anybody lose their jobs. And a lot of people Anyone. are connect. Yeah. And a lot of people are connecting this situation with Mickey James. I don't know how true that is because I was hearing things. Man, Mickey earlier. James got stroke. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I was hearing some rumblings even before the, that Mickey James went public with that. I don't know how true any of that is. But, you know, I go back to what I said last week, Mark, when we talked about the wrestlers that were let go. And and listen, things like that are going to happen. I just figured with somebody like Mickey James, a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion, somebody that has given so much to the business, I just felt bad for somebody like that getting let go in just a list of other names and, you know, being future and different. That, to me, that's somebody that should be celebrated. And then to see how her belongings were sent back to her in a trash bag. Uh, listen, it just sends a bad message. Uh, th- to me, from the outside looking in, it just sends a bad message, Mark. It, it did. I mean, like, you, you don't want to send people's belongings in a trash bag. I mean, there's there's a mail room at Titan Tower. All you had to do is call one of those people and, that, that work in the mail room and say, hey, can you come up here with a box and bubble wrap? Yeah. And, you know, just put personal belongings and ship it off. It's not it's not hard to do. But you know what, man? Like, when you start thinking about Kuth and you start thinking about how is this going to, the optics, how is this going to look? Um, sometimes people get so busy and so tied up in their own world that they don't think about the little bitty things. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I, I, I talk to my kids all the time about, you know, perception is reality. The way that people perceive you is the way that everyone is going to say it is. So you have to go out of your way to say, good morning. How you doing? You have to go out of your way to say, thank you, please, please. You have to, you, I mean, just be polite. Goes a long way. But more than being polite and being respectful, sometimes just telling Dave, um, I'm just not comfortable with that. And sticking to your guns because the integrity of it. And I think that somewhere along the lines, people look at stuff like putting people's belongings in a trash bag or um, making somebody feel inadequate somehow because you have some kind of uh, power over them or you're above them somehow, that that is destructive type of behavior. And I don't think it was intentional. I don't think it was destructive. I think it was just insensitive. Yeah, and, and, and I'm glad you brought up the word optics. And sometimes you have to think about those things, you know, in, in a professional atmosphere as well when something like this happens, you know, Listen, that trash bag could have been what was available to wrap up a belonging to to keep something from, you know, getting, getting wet. wet or something. But, yeah, but I would have put it in lines. a box. I would have yes. I would have wrapped it and I and and maybe maybe you need an explanation 
you know, I put this in a bag so it wouldn't get wet. And then you put it in a box. Yes. But to just put it in the bag like that, I, 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 again, it's, it's just, it's just a bad look. Um, other people have come out and said that that has happened to them too. And uh, yeah, said that I saw this that. Is something, yeah, that this is something that they have done. Now, obviously, Mickey James was trending last night, Mark. And, and I got to be honest, I jumped on it too because I, I, I love Mickey James. She's a friend of this show. I know she's a friend of yours. Yep. She's somebody that's always given this show time. Her husband, Nick Aldis, is a friend of this show. And I yep. just look at her like somebody that, like, Man, when you let like you know, we see it in all sports, Mark. People get let go, but then there's certain there's certain players, certain coaches that when they are let go, you know, they have a little bit of a little bit more of a celebration, like a thank you for all that you've done. Mickey James over this last week didn't really get that praise and that thank you. Like you always say, Mark, give the flowers while they're alive. Don't wait until That's they right. pass. Mickey James deserves a big bouquet of flowers from the WWE. You look at what's going on now with women's wrestling. A lot of that started with the foundation that Mickey James and Trish brought in one of their most memorable matchups at WrestleMania. And, you know, that, it's just a bad look. And I, I understand. And I and listen, when Mickey James is trending and Mickey James deserves better is trending, the WWE had to act on it. Both Stephanie McMahon and Triple H did, said they let the person go. But a lot of people are looking that, at that as damage control. Well, you've done this before. This is damage control. But you're but supposed same- to do damage control. That's why they call it damage control. But you know what? Like, you're stuck a between a rock it, and Dave. Yeah, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Because if you say something, you're gonna get vilified. But if you don't say anything, you're gonna get vilified. Like I, I think Stephanie's and Triple H's heart was in the right place by reaching out on social media. Yeah, and, and that was true. I, I think that that was a classy move, and uh, some people might, you know, say otherwise. But I think that I, if I, if it had been me. And I was angry that, you know, my, my tweet might not have been as respectful and nice as Mickey's. Yeah. If I would have got my shit in a garbage bag, I would have been like, what is this? Why you put my stuff in a garbage bag? Can't, I mean, you, Gail Kim came out. I mean, there's, there's, there's a few people that said, man, that same thing happened to me. I hope that it wasn't malicious. I hope that it wasn't somebody trying to be funny. I hope that, but that's what the WWE apologized for. If it was indeed somebody trying to be funny or meant to be demeaning, then we apologize on behalf of the company. That's not what we're about. Mm -hmm. It was petty, and if you feel disrespected, we're sorry. And... I, I don't want to heap the blame, but somebody's got to take it. And usually when you are in a position of power and something happens negatively, the person that's in charge is the one that has to fall on the sword. Yeah. Dive on the grenade, whatever analogy that you want to use. And... It's unfortunate because I considered uh, Mark Carano a friend and 
we were we worked together for a long time, but I heard the rumblings. I knew people didn't like him, and he didn't. There were people that he didn't like. <laughs> yeah, well, Gail but, Kim came out and like really like ripped Mark Carano a new one when when the when it first came out that he was like, oh, she said, she said, I I don't know how much he had to do with this incident, but. He's just not a nice guy, and hopefully this is a wake-up call for him to be a better human being. I mean, pretty strong words from Gail Kim. It, pretty strong words, but you see that that Gail is a, is a good person. Yes. She's an unbelievable person because did you hear what she, which, what she just said at the end of that? I hope that this is a wake-up call mm-hmm. for him to be a better person. Hope. She's got she's got hope she's that you can be better. We all fall down. It's about how we get up. And I, I you know, that, that speaks very highly of Gail uh, in her tweet. And, and and we said this last week when it came to Mickey James. And listen, all the names that were let go last week, we all hope that they can go on uh, and fulfill their dreams and continue their passion if pro wrestling is their passion. Mickey James is going to land on her feet. Like I said, she's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Hopefully, with everything that happened last night with, and this is where when people speak out and use social media the right way, maybe this is a wake-up call for the WWE that, hey, we need to treat Mickey James a little bit better than we have over the last week. And, or and I Yeah, or, or anybody. Absolutely. I mean, the whole future Endeavor thing has been played out. Um, but but Mickey James is going to land on her feet. Like, she, she'll find a new home. And whether it's in pro wrestling or in the world of country music that we talked a lot about last week as well, Mark, she is somebody who's a fighter. She has confidence. She's super talented. She'll be okay. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, man. Um, the world is going to open up again, and there are going to be concerts again. And if Mickey James is on a card for a concert, whether it's her own or someone else's, I would love to go and see it because I think that she is a great artist. She's a great artist, man. And, um, you just need reps and you need exposure. And, um, but we're not going to get into the, <laughs> how I feel about Mickey James's career. It's just that I, I, I just respect the, the fact that she's a talent like that. I love no to have a multitude of talents. There's no doubt. And, and again, trending uh, WWE Mickey James last night, Mark Carano this morning. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Once again, in week number two, now that the Wednesday Night Wars is over, Mark, uh, NXT... Another jump in their ratings, well over 800,000 on Tuesday night. And then 1.1 million for AEW Dynamite. That's two weeks in a row where they've had over a million viewers. Their best numbers since they debuted back in October of 2019. So congratulations to both NXT and AEW. Very good. Very good. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. I would like to see what the individual ratings were for the segment where MJF cut the promo. I want maybe we can ask Justin Labar. Yeah. If he hasn't gone too far. Yeah. Maybe he's in his scar. car. <laughs> I hope you don't have a wreck and get a scar. No, that would be bad. Near or that far. Didn't, that didn't rhyme. But Mark, you know why? Um, and and obviously we know NXT, you know the quote unquote developmental show, whatever. But AEW taking a big chance. Their opening contest, Hangman Page has been doing an amazing job in a lot of the opening matches against Ricky Starks, and then the main event to you know homegrown towns of AEW with Jungle Boy and Darby Allen for the TNT championship. I mean, to me, to have that as your main event, and last week a lot of people were saying, hey, 1.2 million, Mike Tyson was on the show. No Mike Tyson last week, no Shaq, no Snoop Dogg, and their main event, Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. Very happy for AEW's number this past Wednesday. Man, that, that damn Ricky Starks, boy. I love him. What a talent. Yep. What a, and, and and you can't you can't understate the the match that Christian had with uh Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs is a talent and even though Christian got the win over Powerhouse Hobbs, Mark, the story that was played out was perfect. 
Powerhouse Hobbs had the advantage, out physical Christian, outpowered Christian, but it was a rookie move where he got a little cocky at the end of that match. Got a little cocky. Christian used his experience to beat Powerhouse Hobbs. That's how you do it. Powerhouse Hobbs looked strong but inexperienced, and Christian, you know what, used ex- his experience to get the victory. That's how you tell a story. And, and you know what? Also, you can you can you can in boxing, you have power hitters, and then you have guys that want to take you to distance. Yeah. They want to expose you. They want you to get tired. They want to test your endurance. And I think that that match was long enough where Christian was able to expose um, his weakness and the fact that he's a big guy. And I think now Hobbs should come back and he should say, you know what, I'm, this is not going to take long. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to knock you out in the first round. And, like, see what happens. I mean, maybe that strategy won't work. And you got to keep trying something till you finally get to something that works. And what would that be? So, I mean, I hope they continue that story. That, that's, that's a good one. Also, to Impact last night, Mark, uh, a really good go-home show. And we had Rich Swan on our show yesterday. Um, and I know you were listening because you were commenting about it. Um, Rich Swan, Kenny Omega in the main event on Sunday night, Rebellion Ooh. 2021 for Impact. I mean, this is a title versus title. You don't see that much, you know, outside the promotion title versus title. Uh, your Impact world champion going up against your AEW world champion. Uh, we talked about it, Mark, without a doubt, Rich Swan, the 2020 Comeback Wrestler of the Year. You know, to be able to come back from his injuries, to not only come back and perform at a high level, but to become your world champion. I'm really looking forward to that main event on Sunday night. Oh, my gosh, man. It's going to be so good. Uh, Rich Swan is one of the uh, most entertaining wrestlers today. And we say, all, we say this about Kenny Omega all the time, that uh, Kenny is not only a, a, a great entertainer, but a great wrestler, a more than adequate athlete, mm-hmm. like where is his weakness? And when you have a guy like Kenny, is is like I, I equate it to being like a Randy Orton. They don't have a weakness. Yeah. And what what do you do with somebody that's like that? No, and, and a lot of people consider Kenny Omega one of the best wrestlers in the world. So if Rich Swan could pick up a victory, and here's the thing, like you yeah. look at this situation, Impact has definitely gotten beaten solid by whether it's Finn Juice out in New Japan or wrestlers coming in from AEW. There's a lot of pressure on Rich Swan on Sunday, not only to perform at a high level, but to retain that Impact Championship because, man, you 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 lost your tag team championships. Now you can possibly lose your world title. That's a big hit. If this happens on Sunday, it, it would be a big hit. I, I I would be very disappointed in the brand if I thought that was going to happen. So I, I'm really expecting a huge upset. I'm I'm expecting to see uh, Rich Swan hand be raised, and I, I've just feel man, I'm 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 feeling really really. I'm smelling my own piss, as my grandma would say. I done patted myself on the back, Dave, till my hand is bruised. I saw Rich Swan when he was 
a young wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew his story. Um, traumatic story that rags the riches, if you will. And everybody that I see that has that thing, that it factor, I push them. I call them and I talk to them. Hey, you need to do this. Like historically, you should study these pe- this pe- this person and that person. And out of all of the people that I've mentored, he has followed directions better than anyone. I, when I say, I'm telling you verbatim, I've heard him cut promos. Say this, say that, touch on this. Exactly. Like he follows direction. I, I hope that my kids can follow the directions like he has. And he's, he's not without his troubles. None of us are. But I mentioned earlier in the show, it's how you recover. It's how you bounce back from your mistakes. And Rich Swan, he's, he's remarried. He's, he's done everything that you could do to kind of push his career back to the top. Mm-hmm. He's, in a, he's in a championship match with arguably the most over guy in pro wrestling today. Agreed. If he wins, imagine the story. Imagine the, 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 the trailer, if you will, of the movie to come. Rich Swan, two, two brand champion. Yep, it's big. It will be so huge for the wrestling business, not just for um, impact, not just for AEW, but for the entire wrestling industry. And like we said, Impact, they lost, they lost, they lost titles to AEW. You're going to emasculate the brand and take the title from their world champion too? I, it, it just can't happen. That's why you got to watch. That's why you have to watch on Sunday. Rebellion. I'm watching. Available on Fight TV. Also, really quick, uh, we found out on Impact last night because we had – we had Tasha Steeles on earlier in the week, and I love, I'm love. i a huge fan of Tasha Steeles. Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan, your Impact Tag Team champions, uh, were going up against Jordan Grace. And since Jazz is now retired, uh, mystery partner, found out it's going to be Rachel Ellering, daughter of Precious Paul Ellering. Paul. So, Paul's uh, daughter. Yep, we're really looking forward to that matchup at Rebellion on Sunday as well. Man, this is amazing, Dave. All the guys get all the love. I think we need to give the women the flowers. Yeah. And I just recently was on a SWE show. We had Till Piper, Roddy Piper's daughter. Yeah. We had Miranda Gordy, Barry, Terry Bam Bam Gordy's daughter. Mm-hmm. And then we had... Um, uh, Von Eric, Lacey, Lacey, Lacey Von, Von Eric, Lacey Von Eric, yeah. Dave, is that not crazy? That's legends. That's that. I mean, I mean, the knowledge that they probably had passed on to them from their dads. That's incredible, incredible. And 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 Paul Ellering, who legitimately is one of the smartest people that I ever spoke with, 
you sit down and you talk to Paul and you come away going, damn, how did he end up in wrestling? Yep. <laughs> like, this dude is brilliant. Le- legit manager for the Road Warriors. It wasn't like just a TV persona. He was their manager. And right. that Wall Street Journal you saw in his hands, he studied those Wall Street Journals. I mean, he was, like you said, extremely intelligent and did and did wonders for that tag team. You know, the greatest tag team of all time, the Road Warriors. Ooh. Better than the Dudleys? I, what do I always say at the beginning of every show with Bully? The greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray. But the greatest tag team of all time is the Road, Road Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, mm. there you go. Okay. There you go. All right. Busted Open on Fight Nation, Sirius XM. And now, exalted members of the nation, Busted Open presents Dave LaGreca talking to Alexa Bliss's new friend, Lily. Yes, the doll you've seen on Raw will now speak on this very show. Let's join Dave right now. Can't believe I have to do this in some dingy, dank basement. Have trouble enough getting WWE talent on this show. Now I have to talk to a doll in a basement. Hello, Dave. All right, Busted Open Nation. As promised, you saw her on Raw. She's Alexa Bliss's friend, and apparently the reason why she acts the way she does. Welcome, Lily to the show. That's right, Dave. Hi, everyone. I'm Lily. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure thing, Dave. Do you have to keep saying Dave? It's creeping me out. Do I creep you out, Dave? Yes. Good. Now you're exactly where I want you. You want to know something about me? I'm the one who's always behind you. I'm the one who's always just out of sight. But you know I'm there. That sensation you feel when you know something's just not right? That's me looking at you. I'm starting to have second feelings about this. So, if you want to know something about me, I trained under Chucky. He is a gym in Sheboygan. Taught me everything I know. Then I was a valet for the clown doll from Poltergeist in the Indies. WWE must have liked what they saw. Now here I am. And now you're working with Alexa Bliss. I'm here to help get her over. She needs me. She needs you? Yes, Dave. Everyone could use a Lily in their lives. I'm that voice that tells you to take charge. I'm that voice that compels you to do bad things. I'm that voice coming from inside the room. I really am beginning to regret doing this interview. Well, I'm not going anywhere, Dave. Actually, you're not going anywhere. This isn't the last time you'll be talking to me, Dave. And not the last time the nation will be hearing from me. Anything left to add for now? Yes. I'm scooping out an Airbnb later today. It's under Mark Henry's bed. So I hope he doesn't mind. And now, back to Busted Open. Um, really <sighs> quick, uh, Justin, before we get into everything that's going on in the world of pro wrestling, I just got a text message from Thunder Rosa. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read it on the air. Go ahead. And I just got it at 9.59 a.m. I want it to be known. The text message says, you are officially going to die. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> It's too early. 
It's too early for murder. It's, it's been a good run. You know, I leave behind a beautiful wife, two daughters, 12 years of being on Busted Open. But as we get closer and closer to May 1st, I'm going to fucking die on May 1st. Dave, so it's one of those. You uh... have come to the conclusion. Why did it take so long? We could have avoided this, and nope. now it's too late. Too late. It's too late. Dave, oh. it's like one of those questions. When you know, you know, when you're sitting around hanging out, it's one of those, you know, one of those. If if you you know, would you want to know the date that you were going to die or not? Like you know, one of those little. You know, you're, you're lucky. You at least know. You at least know how much time you have left. They can already start on the headstone. I mean, yep. you know, you're look at yourself as lucky that way. You know. Ed, can we get some of that? Can we get some of that slow uh, funeral procession music? Uh, I want to. <laughs> You know, Funeral later dirt. on in the show, I want to eulogize Dave. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll make sure that we'll happens. That. Just send him All right, off, Justin. So, so, Justin, don't go too far. Like, you know, after we spar with Labar, uh, we're going to have a eulogy. All right, so we'll Dave. keep Justin on after we spar with him to, yeah, to, to be a part of my on. eulogy. Well, I hope you guys say nice things. I really do. I hope you guys we, say we, nice we things. I think Justin's right. It gives my family time to prepare. Um, yeah. and if people want, it will be televised and you, you and also cremated? To, what's how, that? How do you want, do you want to be cremated or I, funeral? I, or I, I could care less. I'm not going to be around. So whatever, whatever's easier. I think that hinges on Mark. I think that hinges on what Thunder Rosa is going to leave once he's done with Dave. <laughs> is it going to be a closed casket? Damn yeah. it. What do you think she's going to do? You know what I want? And I've, I've said this before. I've said this on the air, and I even said this to my wife. So this is public knowledge. What I want at my funeral is a roast. I want a Dave LaGreca roast. I want like... I want like a Dean Martin-esque roast where everybody just comes up and just completely roasts me during my funeral. I like where Ed's uh, head is. It's kind of like that line in the narration of Goodfellas. They even shot Tommy in the face so his mother couldn't give him an open <laughs> casket. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> my chest will be concave, you know? Like, it's just going to be oh, from, all the, from all the chops she's going to give me. But you know what? If you do want to see this take place... I think there's still some tickets left. Go to missionprowrestling.net. The biggest house. It should house be on Mission Fight TV. The biggest. It's on Title Network, I think. I don't know. It's something like Title that. Title Network. Network.com. Yeah. Um, again, the biggest house that Mission Pro Wrestling's ever had. So you're welcome once again. Again, giving you your biggest house. Not helping. <laughs> I'm making history, man. A man is going into the ring at Mission Pro Wrestling on May 1st. Mm, mm, mm. Biggest house they've ever had. You're welcome, Thunder Rosa. You're welcome. Wow. I I don't have nothing to say. What's your locker room going to be? They're going to stuff you in a closet somewhere? Like, where are you going to go? <laughs> you know what? They're going to put my remains in a garbage bag and send it back to my wife, which brings oh. me. Oh, it's too soon. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Which... It's too soon. Which brings me the garbage bag gate. I mean, Justin, we started today's show talking about it. Um, Mickey James trending. I see Mickey James is trending. What, what's going on with Mickey James? I look and she put out on Instagram and Twitter video and pictures of 
her getting her package from the WWE in a trash bag. And, man, I'll tell you this, the world woke up because a lot of people were talking about it uh, last night. And I think in a good way because people really do love and respect Mickey James, Justin. They do. And we've had others come out. Maria Kanellis, um, you know, uh, Fred Rosser played Darren Young, Gail Kim, you know, other people who, who are you know, widely liked and respected by their colleagues who have said that they got that they could relate to similar kind of disrespectful treatment. And uh, Wrestling Inc. Uh, had an exclusive uh, late last night uh, noting that Mark Carano uh, has been fired and, uh, and it's, it's, it's connected to this. And you know, Mark Carano, a name that uh, fans will know from the off from, you know, from the WWE office. He was a uh, head of talent relations for quite a while. He was seen quite a bit on the total divas reality show mm-hmm. interacting with the ladies. So he's certainly not, he's certainly not a, you know, a, a name that nobody can put a face to. So um, yeah, th- I mean, this is, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what really, really what more to say other than how messed up it is to like, I mean, you got guys and girls who are out there who are the, you know, they are the talent. They are what the, the company machine builds around is there, is there, is their talent, their characters, their stories, and are putting their bodies on the lines and are away from their families. And just to, just the, I don't know, a, a trash bag, really? A trash bag? It's just, Mark said it best. Like, it's just, it, you know what? If there was a letter with it, like, it, it's just the optics are bad. It just looks bad, like having your belongings in the trash bag, and especially after uh, being released. So, again, Mickey James is going to land on her feet. We talked about that last week. Mickey James is, to me, a first ballot Hall of Famer without a doubt. And you know what? Sometimes you need things like this to happen to make change. So hopefully, you know, the WWE will learn from this and this will no longer happen in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I have confidence based upon how much this is trending, based upon you know Triple H coming out and tweeting, based upon learning of of, of 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 firing. Like, I have confidence that that this will never happen again. So, I mean, I, I mean, I have confidence that I, just based upon this, I that. But yeah, you're. But like Mark said, optics. It's, it's you know, never mind. You know, it's a trash bag, and then you you, know, you have a company who just did an earnings call yesterday, who's you know talking about hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. And so, you know, you, you can't find a box. You can't find something a little bit more professional and appropriate. It's a, tr- a black trash bag. Well, it, was, it was in a box. But, and that's that's what I thought. I was like, wow, did they just send a bag? But it was, the bag was in the box. Um, if you if you had a note that said, hey, it's the weather's been bad. We wanted to make sure your stuff didn't get wet. So we put it in this bag. You, some stuff you have to explain or then you just throw caution to the wind and you don't do it. You bubble wrap it and you just hope for the best. And when people unpack a box and they tear open bubble wrap and then they get their stuff, that's the way you expect to get your stuff. Yeah. You don't expect to open a box and then there's a garbage bag with your stuff in it. Yeah, it's just it's just Nobody it's just does. a bad look. Yeah, it's just a bad look. But hopefully that's going to change. Now, Justin, you just mentioned the earnings call, and I know you're a part of that as well. And you also have some sound from the earnings call, so we appreciate you doing that. But uh, it sounds like some healthy numbers coming out of that earnings call yesterday. Yeah, I mean a lot of talk about uh, you know, of course their their deals they have with Peacock, and then you know mm-hmm. how Peacock are very happy with the WrestleMania numbers. It was the most watched live event Peacock's ever had. Not really surprised there. Uh, they didn't give us specific numbers, but uh, you know a lot of good talk about that. And of course, just 
Uh, they mentioned, you know, large scale international events coming again, maybe as soon as by the end of 2021, which that roughly translates into to going back to Saudi Arabia. Uh, but then they, they, they did get uh, some questions that came in from fans uh, or, you know, fans and, and, and uh, investors. Uh, you know, this first one, most notably uh, that we talk about each and every week, asking Vince himself about Raw and SmackDown's ratings. Um, SmackDown has virtually been no change, very little. Raw has suffered, uh, but not necessarily because of the environment. It's suffered because uh, we bring in a lot of new talent uh, into Raw. And it takes a while to get these new talents over. We no longer have Brock Lesnar, obviously, but we have a new champion and, uh, and a lot of new performers coming in. So it takes a while. So that's the reason and how you use those performers in this story or that story or what have you. So with new talent, it, it's just going to take a little while. I'm convinced, though, that Raw's ratings are going to bounce back considerably. That's interesting because especially when it comes to Monday Night Raw, which I think we all agree is the flagship show uh, for the WWE, uh, yeah. NXT's ratings are up. SmackDown's ratings have been consistent. So I think it's telling that Raw ratings are down because he just said it, the stories creatively, it just it's not up to par to a Friday night or even a Tuesday night, in my opinion. No, they're not. And But I, again, I, I, I constantly go back with Raw. I just think it's set up to fail of having three hours. I don't care which way you cut it. I just think three hours every week, it, that, is a, that is a tall task every single week. You know, if you boil it down to two hours and take what you have on Raw, I do think viewership w would be a little bit better. I mean, and I get it. Three hours, they're being, you know, they're getting a lot of good money from USA to, to fill that three hours. And that and that three hours is still doing better than most anything else USA is going to have and that they yeah. rerun in syndication. It's just, I just feel like for a fan every single week and for the creative to deliver to that fan, it is just, that's a tall task. And that's, that's going to forever be a problem. I mean, even, even when we have Brock Lesnar, even when they have John Cena, even when they have those marquee names around, you see a slight bump, and especially a, uh, an increase around the segments that those talents are in, but it's there's still dead weight segments. There's still time where it just drops off, and I can't blame somebody for dropping off for three hours every single week. That is just insane. It is. Three hours is a lot. Plus, you know, back in the day, there was Raw, and that was it. Now, you do have other shows, and away even from the streaming stuff, because even if you're, if you're a WWE fan, you're watching Monday Night Raw, you're watching NXT on Tuesday night. You're watching SmackDown on Friday night. Now to have like the A&E series, the biographies that, you know, the Stone Cold on Sunday night, that's two hours. I mean, forget about the world of pro wrestling. Mark and I consume and you consume, Justin, on a weekly basis. Just in the world of the WWE, that's a lot of content spread out across the week. Yeah, no, it really is. Uh, I mean, look, we, we, we saw there was like an eight-day run just around WrestleMania because of the takeovers and the Hall of Fames yeah. of original content being produced. And then, yeah, now we're into, like you said, you know, A&E, they, they dominated A&E very well, I might add. The Stone Cold thing did phenomenal numbers. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, 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 yeah, there's just so much. And that, you're right, that's just WWE. Never mind tuning into AEW on, on Wednesdays and, and their YouTube programming on Mondays and Tuesdays. Or never mind uh, Impact. Never mind Ring of Honor. Never mind MLW coming to Vice. Yep. Uh, starting in May, which is just around the corner. I mean, it's Amazing. it's. I mean, it's a great time to be a fan. But yeah, I mean, you you know, they WWE is literally having to fight with everybody, with every 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 person's eyes and attention span here of of, of what they put out. And also, I'm guessing like an audience or the lack thereof of an audience has been tough to overcome as well, Justin. Yeah, absolutely. And that was uh, another uh, prominent topic that was brought up uh, on the call and a question. Uh, to Vince, uh, you know, this question framed events of, you know, what about full sale? What about now 
uh, just doing full sale and having an audience there. So that's a, a small facility. So it could, you know, kind of fit a nice little intimate size crowd. And uh, this is how Vince responded with that. Well, again, we're just waiting for the okay to do that. Like everyone else is. I don't know what live audience is going to mean anymore. Um, obviously there's a, a huge need and want by our audience to, uh, to want to be there live, live. And again, I don't know whether it's six feet apart or whether or not, you know, everyone's been tested before they come in, which you might get, be able to do uh, in a smaller arena type thing. If anyone knows how to do it in a safe uh, and exciting way, it, w- it would be us. Chances are we'll be the first ones to do it, pretty much like we're the first ones to do everything else. Confident. Wow. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Just like everything else, we're the first. Yeah, and but, and, but it's true. and you look at history. But Mark's right. When you look at history, that that tends to be true. Yeah, no, they're always ahead and, of the and curve. It's, it's a lot of that is a byproduct of not being afraid to try things. And the WWE historically, you look at what NBC took from the XFL. You look at the digital and uh, the uh, what do you call the all of the computer graphics now that that you can use on screen uh the wwe did that first and before the nfl was putting lines on the field uh the wwe was using caption uh in pro wrestling so you know like touring wise we we toured more than any other company most companies combined so i mean of course you get more practice so i mean that that's He's not exaggerating when he says that if it's going to happen, then they'll probably be the first ones to do it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, they were ahead of the curve. Uh, you know, they were ahead of the curve with pay per view 30, 30 and thirty plus years ago, and people started catching up on that. And then just as that became passe, you know, they they move it all to a WWE network, and then you know they do that, and yeah. all of a sudden, in a few years following, you, you got a Peacock, you have a Paramount Plus, you have a, a Disney Plus, you have an ESPN Plus. Everybody follows you know suit. So yeah, I mean he. He's always he, Vince is definitely determined, as we can see it in history, to never be behind. He's never going to be be a step behind. He wants to be the step or two steps ahead, uh, which is yeah, as we as we laid out, is, is the case. So it's going to make these next few months very very exciting. And, and then Dave, that kind of moves into okay, well, what about audience? What about just general live events? What about going back to touring, like like Mark said that they used to do more than anybody else? Uh, and this is what Vince had to say on the future of WWE live events. Well, I, firstly, I don't know that we're going to be in the quote live event business as we were before. I think you know, no one can predict what's gonna happen here. Uh, we're ready if, <laughs> if it's allowed. Uh, but I think that's one of the things that going forward, I think it's gonna take a while for consumers to, uh, to wanna come out and put 70,000 people in MetLife Stadium or you know, 5,000 people in an arena. Uh, I think there's a, a different learned behavior that people have now in terms of the consumer. And we need, if anyone can figure it out, we will. So we, again, we're highly adaptable as you've seen through the years and whatever happens, we're, we're there. And uh, I think it's gonna be more, uh, more content oriented, um, heavily marketed uh, in, in terms of not live events, but more in terms of programming and, and social and digital media, which are, are way up. There are a lot of things we can do there. It's a creative environment is the way I look at it. Obviously, it's not a problem. It's an opportunity, right? But it really is. Uh, Very intelligent answer uh, by Vince McMahon. I mean, if you look at it, guys, 
And let's be honest, before the pandemic even hit, live events were very, very down for the WWE. Um, People enjoy watching things from their home. People enjoy the social media aspect of things. And, you know, obviously the pandemic completely changed the direction of a lot of different companies. But I think in the world of content, as he said, we were kind of going in the direction. We didn't think it was going to happen this fast or it was going to be this impactful. But I think you would agree that we were kind of headed in this direction even before the pandemic. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, like I said, the pandemic certainly expedited the, this, yes. this timeline. But I mean, yeah, prior prior to COVID-19, I mean, we were seeing more and more non-televised live events getting removed from the schedule for one reason or another. And uh, yeah, you know, and it'll be very interesting to see what, you know, like I said, what the live events look like coming out of this. You know, it, it, you know is live events mostly just all TV-related tapings? Do they do as much do they do as many cities in a, in a month or a year or, or do, do they start to do a little bit of residency? I mean, they've, they've, they've done a residency by obligation uh, by necessity for the past year, but you know, residencies are certainly something we see more and more, you know, this person has a res- residency in Madison square garden. This one has one in Vegas. Yep. You know, do we see them go to some major towns and hold up shop there for a couple weeks at a time? So I, I think, like I said, it's an opportunity. It's an, and, and they said, it's a fixed learn behavior that, that, and, and again, they will be the ones probably ahead of the curve that figures out what it is for the, the pro wrestling sports entertainment business. Yeah, Mark, it's, it just seems so weird not having those thousands of people at these events, but I mean, it, it's something that like Vince McMahon said, it's not going to be like, all right, boom, this thing is over. Everybody's welcome back. This is going to be a, a very, very long process uh, to people coming back. And are people going to be comfortable coming back? Or are people even going to want to come back? I know for me as an NFL fan, guys, and I want to hear if you agree, the, the days of me going to a stadium to watch a football game are over. I like watching it from home. Why? Because I can watch all the games. I can follow my uh, fantasy team. I got all the food that I want without having to pay 25 bucks for a hot dog. I kind of prefer watching the football games from home, I, I wouldn't have said that 25, 30 years ago. But you, <clears throat> there's a generation of people now that's going to miss the experience of what made me a wrestling fan in the first place. Mm-hmm. Holding my grandmother's hand when I was 10 and walking into an arena and looking up and going, oh, my gosh, look how big this place is. I had never been to a place that big, indoor place. The experience of pro wrestling watching bigger than life characters live in person right in front of you you see it with your own eyes um that going away would be troubling i do think that it's coming back it just won't be until 22 23. that's interesting as as, as far as football dave um the only thing that can make me not go to a, a a football game is if Jerry Jones trades picks and goes up and gets Kyle Pitts. I'm going to I'm going to call everybody I know that's involved with the Cowboys organization and say, "Hey man, uh you're going to lose a fan. Don't do it. Don't do it." Kyle Kyle Pitts is next level. Uh. You know, it's interesting to say that Mark though, like about a generational thing. Um because I, I mean, I can relate to what you said. I mean, I'm, I'm younger than you, but I still can relate. And the same thing, I remember yeah. going with my mom or grandma. And, and one thing I look at now in today's generation is, and whether it's at a WWE event, which I mean, you know, it's, I mean, they're, they're sets, they're lights, they're pyro. It's amazing to see. But even, I even see it 
you know, add an arena for, you know, NHL games and such. Like, unfortunately, so much of the generation, they're there. They've paid a ticket. They have this amazing experience around them. But what are they doing? Their he- heads in the phone. Heads yep. in the phone to, 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 to do what David said, to keep up with their fantasy, to keep up with their Twitter, or to make sure they have their camera queued up, to make sure they have a, a, a video, to TikTok every single moment. It's like, there's just a different way of experiencing things live, and it does kind of suck that, that, that's, that that's so much of where this generation is, is, again, kind of lost in the moment, not embracing the being there. But if anybody's going to figure that out, it's going to be Vince. True. I mean, you look at uh, Jerry World next year, uh, they have consoles at the seats. They have a concourse that ha- where you can go and, and get the Wi-Fi and, and have the best Wi-Fi you can get in an arena with thousands of other people. They, there's, there's a lot of places that technology-wise can make it comfortable. They just have to socially distance. You don't think for one second that when WrestleMania happens next year that there'll be at least – at a minimum, 50,000 people that will be fully vaccinated. They'll be wearing a mask. And they have to have at least a, a week out or two weeks test saying that I'm COVID free. There's a many ways that you can do it. And I guarantee you, like Vince said, if it's going to be done, we'll probably do it first. And I hope you're right, Mark. I, listen, I love going to live events. I love going to concerts. I love going to pro wrestling events. But there is something, too, that Justin said. I, we, and we had Nita Strauss on the show, you know, guitarist for Alice Cooper. And I brought this up. You know, one of the greatest live concert moments was Queen at Live Aid. You know, with 80,000 people singing along and clapping along. If that was today, you would see 80,000 people with their phones up videotaping Freddie Mercury on stage. It, it's just a, it's a different generational and, and, and Justin's right. A lot of like younger people, and this is not, I'm not the old man yelling at the younger fan, at the younger kids, kids. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't really, they don't live in the moment. They want to record the moment. They want to TikTok the moment. They want to put the video on Instagram. They want to tweet. They want to do the selfie. Uh, look where I'm at. You know, it's more about their social media. Look at Arielle Simpson. That's filling in for Gabby. She's obsessed with the freaking Twitter. That's all she talks about. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. She tweets 24 seven. She's trying to get her numbers up, Dave. Exactly. So they're hashtagging this, that, and the other thing. I think that's more important to a younger fan than the actual experience, the awe of walking into a stadium for the first time or walking into a big arena for the first time. Those me- I don't need to record those memories. Those memories are etched in my brain for crying out loud. But isn't that the, the world trying to be the first one to report? It's, it's like when DMX died. And there was like, he, or he hadn't died yet. There was yeah. like five or six yeah. outlets that said that he was dead already. Like, I want to be first to say it. Like, cut that shit out. Like, the, who are you? Who are you to go Everyone and report something first. that's not true? They want to be first. Everybody wants to be the first one to, to post it. I, I, I was here first. Like, easy. Like, you're not Brian Gumble. You, you're not breaking news at a world level. You're posting a damn TikTok, for Christ's sake. 
relax. I don't even know what TikTok is. Is that like Instagram? Is it like an Instagram video, TikTok? I think it's, it's like temporary video. Like it, it's out there and then it goes away unless somebody captures it. Dave, your death will be on TikTok. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Mark Henry on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. And so pleased to have our next guest. It's been a while since he's joined us here on Busted Open, and that is formerly Big Kaz in the WWE, but now Kaz XL. And you're going to be able to see him tomorrow in Irving, Texas, Spring Stampede. Also available on Fight TV for SWE and Kaz XL. Thanks for joining us, and good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Man, I, it's so good to see you, man. You're, you're healthy. You look like a million bucks. <laughs> man, if I had deltoids like that, I might put, take my shirt off, too. Look at him. <laughs> Damn. I appreciate it, Mark. Man, I appreciate I, I, it. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You earned it. Um, you, you've had a tumultuous, if you will, last year or so. And addiction, you know, is is a big deal. Anxiety is a big deal. And you've been able to conquer that. And a lot of people struggle. And I know every day is a struggle. Every day is a a work in progress. Uh, Let everybody know how you're doing right now. Right now, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I'm in the best shape I've ever been. And mentally, I'm the happiest I've ever been. So uh, overall, I'm doing really, really well. And uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I could be a little better. I don't know. I'm sure there's room to improve. But right now, I'd say I'm, I'm as close as it gets to as good as I can be right now. Man, that's awesome because a lot of people never have a moment of where they're, they're content, where they're happy because of the expectations from others. Like, are you comfortable right now with, 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 with being cast? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm very happy with who I am and 
I, uh, I judge myself and, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with, you know, how far I've come and, and where I'm going to be going and, uh, the things that I'm accomplishing. So I, I'm just, uh, I'm very happy, man. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to wake up every day. You know, it's, it's it, tomorrow's never guaranteed. And it's just a blessing to, to be able to wake up every day and, and live another day and stay sober another day. So, uh, every day is a blessing and that's how I started looking at things. And it really has made me a lot happier. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of buzz in the wrestling world right now of a big cast redemption story. Uh, with SWE right now, um, a really, really good company, independent company that's growing tremendously. I was looking at a, a clip of you the other day when you re- when you made your appearance on SWE, had 280-something thousand views. Damn. That, that is fans saying, man, I love this guy. I'm happy for this guy. I can't wait to see this guy do better and bigger things. Like, are you feeling the love from the from the world right now? Yeah, I am. I am feeling the love. You know, I get plenty of messages uh, on Instagram, and a lot of people reach out to to just let me know that they're so happy how well I'm doing. And you know, I, I think I think part of the reason that people are happy for me is because a lot of my demise, you want to call it or downfall, or, you know, a lot of my issues kind of started in the public eye and a lot of things happened publicly, you know, a few unfortunate things on video, you know, like the seizure. Um, so I think people, people have seen me hit my lowest and I seen seeing me now in the shape I'm in and the mental state I'm in and doing what I'm doing. I think it really, really makes people genuinely happy, not, you know, as a wrestling fan, they're happy, but I think as a human being, they're happy to see someone who was so low now, you know, on his way to trying to achieve such highs. Um, I think, I think people are really behind me as a human being more so than a professional wrestler. Well, I was praying for you, man. I always was a fan. Uh, I remember when I first saw you and I started talking to you and uh, one of the things that that I've always tried to do is I tried to mentor people. And there was a time when, you know, I, I remember talking to you and, and, and it, it just seemed like I guess you was hearing stuff from so many people that you couldn't yeah. focus on the people that actually gave a damn or you couldn't focus on what was really right for you. Um what what do you hold closest to being the thing that made you change and actually start listening to uh, the right people? Because some people have ulterior motives when they talk to you. Right. I don't want nothing from yeah. nobody. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, giving me advice and, 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 you know, trying to help me out, they would say, and yeah, it does. When there's so many people talking to you and you're getting so many different pieces, pieces of advice and, you kind of don't even know who to follow and you don't know uh, what's right and what's wrong anymore. And, you know, you start to second guess your instincts, you know, uh, there are things that, you know, being a fan my whole life of of wrestling, um, I felt like I had good instincts, but I didn't have them anymore because so many people were telling me different things that I I wasn't trusting what my heart was telling me. And, um, 
you know, and then just in terms of changing my overall life, you know, as a person and, and getting better and, you know, giving myself a second chance at life before second chance of wrestling. I just, I just, um, I woke up one morning and I just realized like, as I've been trying to fight this for so long and trying to figure out the answer, William Morrissey was trying to figure out the answer to all the problems. And, um, I didn't have the answer and it was a hard check to my ego to, to admit that I couldn't do it myself. And I'm sure a lot of people have that problem is your ego is telling you that you, you can handle it, you know, toughen up and you'll be able to, to do all this on your own. Um, it's a very, very dangerous you know, mindset to have. So it was finally time for me to say, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I need to start reaching out and talk to people that have lived it and are experts in it. And they're going to show me the answers because what I'm, what I'm trying to do now, it just ain't working. It wasn't working for years. Well, Kaz, um, none of us have all the answers. There's only one person I feel like that has had all the answers and that's Jesus Christ. And uh, I use my spirituality and my Christianity and my faith to help lead me. I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I wasn't a, a drug addict, but I was a baller, man. I was out there in the streets and it, it almost killed me. And um, at your lowest point, I remember getting a phone call from Enzo. And he was like, man, I'm going to Chicago. He's held up in a room. He can't talk. I was trying to talk to him. He can't even put a sentence together. And I, I, I prayed with Enzo. And uh, he was like, man, I need whatever. He said, man, you helping me, man, too. I mean, we. I think we both need help. And um, I don't know what his situation was, but um, I'm glad that you got away from the – people around you that are doing the wrong things because if you're around people that are drinking or you're around people that are vaping and smoking and doing everything, you're going to make concessions for yourself. And I'm glad to see you on the upswing. Like when you were at that lowest point, did you, did you ever like, you know, rely on your faith or is, is there a element of spirituality and, and that, that, that entered your brain? Yeah, I, I think I, that was, you know, step one to, to starting to get better because, you know, I, I didn't have much faith and, you know, I didn't believe in God for a very long time. And I blamed, you know, I blamed everybody else for all my problems and everything that happened to me. And I never, took a look in the mirror and actually blame myself. So, um, I just kept pointing the finger at everybody else. And if there was a God, you know, it was God's fault. And, um, I, when I, you know, woke up one morning and, um, I just said, you know, I have a lot to offer life and I can make people around me happy. And, you know, I, I, I can live a healthy, fulfilling life here. Uh, and I can have a second chance at life. And, um, I started to develop that, that relationship with God that I really haven't had since maybe high school. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I really, um, I truly believe that there's a reason I'm alive, uh, because there are so many times where I should have honestly should have been dead. Um, there's that one, you know, incident you're talking about in Chicago in the hotel room, how I survived that, um, is crazy. It's miraculous. And, 
there's a reason I'm alive. And I believe that that's, that's God. I feel like God has a purpose for me on earth in this life. And I don't know what that purpose is. And I don't know if I'll ever figure out what it is, but God needs me for something. You'll be there when you get there. Yeah. And I truly believe that's why I'm here. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I'm glad you're finding yourself and, and realizing that there's something bigger than you, but God will use you to big up those other people that are suffering like you were suffering. Uh, you talked about your anxiety. Like what was it? The pressure of the business? Was it the pressure of living up to other people's expectations? What, what was it that, that, that made you uncomfortable and made you feel like you were inadequate and all of that kind of stuff? I've had problems with anxiety since childhood. I mean, even just being a a child, I can remember worrying about very minute things and making them into very big things and thinking, you know, everything's going to go wrong and thinking the worst of every situation. That's a problem I've always had and I've never addressed it. And then when you get in the public eye and you're on TV every week and you're driving from city to city in front of new crowds and you're, you know, people interacting with so many fans and stuff, that anxiety starts to, to increase because with the amount of exposure you get and the amount of fans you get, there's a lot of um, criticism that comes also. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, then I start to criticize myself. And when you start listening to that negativity, uh, whether it's from people around you at work or people, you know, on the internet, or when you start, you know, buying into that negativity, that's a, that's a bad road to go down because uh, yeah, that will, skyrocket anybody's anxiety and you're just worrying you're walking on eggshells all the time you're second guessing everything you're doing is this the wrong thing to do in this situation and it's just not healthy to live like that so yeah i mean i've always had problems with anxiety but being in WWE and being on the road and all those pressures um they definitely increase it uh for sure but i i feel like um at that point in my life wrestling was my life and i realized that uh, wrestling isn't life. Pro wrestling is not life. You know, there's so much more to life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, there's, there's so much more to life. And I lived and died by how I performed and how I was viewed at that point in time. That's not healthy because um, I should, I should be the person that values myself and I, I should love myself and I shouldn't let other people's opinion of me validate who I am. So that also was a problem that I, you know, I took everybody's opinion and I took it to heart and I should have never done that. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're coming out of the woods, but I realized that it's a, it, it's not something you're cured from. Like, right. Uh, I'm, I met your guy, Doug, and yep. uh, I, I really respect the dude. He came up to me. I didn't know him from Adam and we just started talking. I didn't even know that he was affiliated with you. And I said, man, I said, you take my number down, man. You're you're a breath of fresh air. I think God brought you uh, to have a conversation with me. And he said, man, I feel the same way. You know, Doug, he just got that. He got that energy. Keep people around you like that. They want you to be better. They're not satisfied with your success. They want you. They want William to be great. And if you could think about that, man, and, 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 and you can call me anytime you got my number, like when the shit get hard, like know that it's somebody that's going to not judge you. Nobody, somebody that don't want nothing from you. All that I want to see and the fans, I think want to see 
is you healthy and you loving yourself. And if you went away from wrestling and became a big movie star, music star, uh, uh, talk show host, hell, I don't know what you want to do. But whatever it is, if, if, you, if you loving you, I think you're going to be all right, man. I think you're going to be uh, fine. I appreciate that, Mark. And yeah, uh, Doug is a godsend, man. He he definitely wants to see me do well and not f- for anybody but me. So, uh, yeah, but I appreciate you saying that, Mark. Plus, I would think that it's a triumph for you, and we're going to see it uh, tomorrow night in Irvine, Texas. Like, it's got to be a triumph for you just to get back into the ring. Because like you said, your life was being in the wrestling ring and how people perceived what you were doing in that wrestling ring. So I'm sure as much as you loved it, it probably did at one point turn to hate. So be so to be able to turn that back around and get back into that's a triumph unto itself. Yeah, that's very well said what you just said. Like I I, I did begin to resent wrestling and hate it, but now it's just I just love it and I don't feel that pressure anymore. And I feel like there's, you know, I realize there's a lot more to life than just wrestling. So wrestling is just fun and I can go out there and have fun. And the whole goal is to put on the best performance, you know, to entertain people, you know, and, um, I, I, I just, the, the shows I've done recently, they've been so much more fun and, uh, I just feel a whole different sort of relaxation, uh, when I go out there. So, um, yeah, wrestling became, has become fun again. Um, you know, because I, I'm, I'm looking at wrestling in the, you know, in the grand scheme of the bigger picture and it, and it's, you know, it's, it's wrestling, it's not everything. So that's a, it's really a blessing that I get to perform and it's, it's really, really fun again. Plus you've been you're, able to have all those great moments. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. No, really quick, Mark. Cause, cause the, the good thing about it, cause people thrive for those big, big moments in wrestling. Like bully said on this show, nobody had a better call up than you did, you know, going to, to NXT to the main roster with that big debut on Monday night raw, um, you know, being everybody chanting everything that was being said coming out of you and Enzo's mouth. Um, you know what you did at the garden at a sold out Madison square garden two years ago, where you were trending because of what you were doing. So like all those big moments have already happened. So now there's no pressure. You can kind of go out there and like you said, have fun because you've already you've already accomplished all those things already. Yeah, it's and, so, and they can't be taken away. That's right. It can't be taken away. They, yeah, what is there to lose? You know, I, I I've had I've had that success, and I and we did get great reaction on our debut, and we did get a great reaction at the Garden, and um, I like Mark said, those things can't be taken away. So yeah, it's there's a lot less pressure because I'm going out there to perform and have fun and create new moments, and um. You know, if if by some unfortunate chance that those new moments don't get created, it's fine because I do have that, that to look back on. And I did accomplish a lot and I really accomplished what I set out to do since I was a child, which was to just be in WWE and be on WrestleMania. And I, I did all that. So there's a lot of pressure off and it is fun. Well, I, I'm I, I want to tell you something before you leave, man. Um, I'm, I'm actually jealous of you because um, you have abs. <laughs> I, I saw you in uh, in Canton, and I was just like, "Damn! How do you, how can you be two hundred and eighty pounds with abs? Jeez, man! Yeah. Like, what is your workout regimen like right now?" 
So right now it's, I do cardio in the morning on an empty stomach and then I lift later in the day. And I usually work out six days a week, but it's the diet, man. I just, uh, my girl, uh, my girlfriend, she cooks a lot of my meals, super healthy, organic. And, um, yeah, I, I guess I, I, I don't eat as much as I used to, and I'm eating super healthy and keeping my calories low. And, uh, that's, that was the key. And the other thing is, um, I'm sober. So when I was you you know, wrestling previous, previously, there was a lot of alcohol going into my body. So that, that can put on extra calories and that messes your whole digestive system up. So, um, being free of alcohol and just eating super healthy, that was the big key to, to getting, you know, abs and getting ripped. Well, I can't wait wow. to see you tomorrow night again in Irvin, Texas. Uh, SWE Fury. It's also available on Fight TV as well. That's you, right. Mark Henry, Molina, Selena De La Renta, Teddy Long, Lacey Von Eric. A lot of great talent. Thank you so much for the time, and we'll see you tomorrow night. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.